0: Uh, to the latest now on um, just this absolutely catastrophic situation happening in Turkey and neighboring Syria. Search teams and emergency aid groups are responding from all around the world. There are a number of groups that are on their way. Some of them are, are already there, um, including from the Los Angeles County Fire Department. They have a team, you know, Los Angeles. They've done extensive training. They're ready, on their way, and uh, they know the time is short. We've
1: all seen after other disasters like Mexico City, the earthquakes in Nepal, sometimes two, three, four, five days later, we're going to be pulling people that are alive out of the rubble. And that's what these men and women are going to do.
0: Yeah, so those miraculous rescues do happen, and we're hoping we see we see many of those. Um, there's about 25,000 emergency personnel working in Turkey right now. Uh, it's, it's a desperate situation. This is ABC's Marcus Moore.
1: Right now, rescuers are at the site of an eight-story apartment building that collapsed during the quake. They have pushed us back as searchers sift through the debris, some of them with their bare hands in a bucket, moving bricks and concrete, searching for any signs of life. And right now, They are in the most critical
0: hours as they search for survivors. Yeah, and it's being made all the harder due to uh, the weather conditions, freezing temperatures, some snow, some rain. Uh, It's been uh, awful in that regard. The death toll, the latest number is 5,300, but again, um, it's fully understood that that's just the beginning and, and tragically it will continue to rise. Um, the damage spread out over a very, very wide area into two different countries. Um, and then there's been the aftershocks. It's, um, it's a really desperate situation and there's a large number of uh, Albertans with deep ties to that part of the world, both in Turkey and in Syria. Uh, and, uh, we're going to get sort of a, a look at what those communities have been dealing with over the last 36 hours or so and, uh, what kind of information they've been managed to glean and if they managed to get contact with their loved ones. So we're going to start with Sirhan Tarkin, who is president of the Turkish Canadian Cultural Association of Calgary. Sirhan, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. I thank you for having me on. Thank you. Uh, to start, Tell us about your your personal ties to to that part of the world. Do you have family, friends, loved ones in the affected areas?
1: Yes. So I have um, a lot of friends and family. Most of my family is in Istanbul and, and, and in the uh, northwest part of Turkey. So this is a southeast oil-rich part of Turkey, which is uh, uh, which is also a commonality. I actually lived in that area for a while because my dad was in oil, of course, and that's why I'm in Calgary, and I have been for most of my life. But uh, so... Yeah, it's the oil. It's where the oil is, really. But unfortunately, it's also the poorer part of uh, Turkey. So you've got lots of uh, tall buildings, but not done to today's standards. Um, so I was listening to the news this morning. Over 10,000 buildings, they've counted, yeah. are down and turned into rubble. So we have members who have uh, about, I, I've counted about 20 members who have still yet to make uh, contact with some of their loved ones. Uh, of course, cell phone, telephones powers are down. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we're kind of dealing with all of this. And uh, uh, it it, it really is unbelievably uh, big catastrophe over there.
0: In terms of establishing that communication, making contact, I mean, is it possible? Have there been people like, like you say, I mean, the infrastructure has been so heavily damaged in that part of the country. Is it possible to make contact? Have some people been able to?
1: You know, some, some people have. In the okay. first few hours of the earthquake, actually, it was it was a little bit easier. It happened at 4 a.m. in the morning, of course, to local time over there. So uh, some people were able to. But uh, as time goes on, of course, it just the fears get worse and worse. And uh, I heard um, the uh, uh, Los Angeles uh, reporter there saying that, yeah, I remember 1999 earthquake in Istanbul. People were pulled out four days after. Yep. There was a child that was pulled out four days after. So these are critical hours. These next uh, couple of days, uh, these are critical hours where, of course, there's still people trapped. I'm hearing of WhatsApp messages being uh, sent over saying that I'm still under the rubble of here's my address, you know, trying to send locations and things like that. It just is unbelievable. Um, we're quite uh, overwhelmed by all of this.
0: Yeah, I saw the same stories that uh, you know social media just flooded by people saying, "This is my location. Please come get me." It's just it's heartbreaking to hear. Um, like you said, Istanbul went through a, a major earthquake uh, about 25 years ago. Um, yeah. Tell us about this region of Turkey that's been affected. Like you say, it's oil producing, not um, as as wealthy as as Istanbul. How heavily populated is it? What's the geography like? What what's the infrastructure like there? Yeah,
1: so you're going through 11 provinces. This is the this is a fault line, and so we're talking about you know many, many. I, I've never seen an earthquake with this sort of a uh, this distance, and you know we have a lot of uh, our members are here, geologists and whatnot, of course, working in in Calgary, and and several of them have called me and said, Sihan, this is a. This is an earthquake that happens once every five hundred years. Yeah. you know there was you you may have heard on other media that they're talking about you know castles that are two thousand years old turning into rubble just because it's uh you know they've not not seen anything like this so uh the topography is you know it, you don't get a lot of tall buildings, but where there have been tall buildings in the cities of course uh some of them have fallen there's some amazing images of you know everything was standing, and then there's a few that have turned into rubble so you know, we just kind of have to get out there and help as much as we can. Of course, we're there's about 2,500 Turks in Calgary, and I think about 35 in Edmonton, 135 hundred in Edmonton. We're all trying to sort of uh, put our best efforts together so we can uh, do the best, uh, you know, uh, help out in the best way we can. Um, and that's, well, uh, that, that's sort of our focus right now, you know.
0: Yeah. And I, and, and we hear from people all the time saying, what can we do to help? What, what are you recommending? I know there's a group I'm going to mention later, uh, the humanitarian coalition, but are there other efforts underway in Alberta?
1: Yeah, so we've, uh, we've started a GoFundMe page. We're over, you know, just over $7,500, which we're hoping Justin Trudeau will kind of, uh, as usually is the case, yeah, red Cross will kind of come up. So yeah. we're kind of holding it until we get a, so we can double our efforts that way. I know Turkish Airlines, uh, the uh, consul has reached out to me and said, hey, you know, get us a package together. Uh, you know, so we, there's flying cargo free to, from Vancouver to Istanbul, and then to be distributed down there. Um, you know, yesterday I had lots of people call calling me, you know, saying diapers and that kind of thing. I mean, those are all well-intended, and they will be needed, but I think nothing gets there faster than money. So we've concentrated our efforts the best we can to get that GoFundMe started. So if anybody's interested in this, uh, the Circus Canadian Cultural Association of Calgary's uh, GoFundMe page, we're going to make sure it gets to the right places. um, Because there's a lot of, I mean, as much as... Uh, of course, everybody wants to help. There's a lot of places their help hasn't even gone to yet. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to f- uh, follow that story, and, and 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 you know, hopefully we're we're trying to get to the places that we we can get to as well.
0: I'm hearing the weather is a big factor in the rescue efforts. It's very cold. There's been some snow. There's been some rain. What are you hearing about? I mean, is is it seasonable? Is it is it normal weather conditions for this time of year? And how bad has it been?
1: Yeah, so, so there are reports that it's minus it's been minus ten. Well, for Turkey, it's pretty cold. You know, for that part of yeah, the world. Yeah. Minus ten, of course, we kind of uh, giggle at that, but uh, minus ten, you know, being stuck under rubble uh, overnight would would certainly be, you know, without much hope or despair. You know, it, it would be enough to, you know, uh, probably do you in. So uh, it has been. Uh, it's it's not unseasonable. I mean, you know, they're used to that. It's just they're not used to it being every year. You know, you get a yeah. snowfall once every four years, right? So it's not that they've never seen this this cold. It's just that. Uh, You know, obviously, all the earthquake uh, efforts are being hampered by the fact that uh, it is cold at the moment, and it's snowing, which, again, only happens once every few years.
0: In terms of those recovery efforts, I I was interested to read that, you know, there's about 25,000 emergency personnel, but, you know, like we've said, there's been earthquakes in that region before, so they're... I don't want to say used to it, but they are, are prepared, I would think, and do have some rapid response teams that are are now doing the work. It's not like this is something they've never seen before. So that has to be somewhat reassuring, right?
1: It is somewhat. Um, the problem is, you know, localization. I mean, it's just, of course, you can't predict these are right, yeah. the, quickly. The scientists have been telling us that for many years it's going to come. But the thing is, as soon as it happens, does A go to B to C? You know, like it has to be a domino effect and right now what i'm hearing from the people on the ground over there and they're sending me messages is that uh unfortunately some places they are getting the um attention and quickly quickly and other poorer parts or parts that are a little bit further away Mm -hmm. um are not so you know the word is to of course try and get that out um as much as possible as quickly as possible because You know, the people who have died, unfortunately, have already passed, but the people who are still under rubble, who can still be saved, are the ones that we have to kind of focus on. And then even after that, once the three, four, five days is up, how about the people who are now displaced? I mean, I I've yeah. heard of stories of people like obviously have to sleep in cars. They can't go even if your building is standing. You're not. You're told you're not. You can't go back. You know, and to stay warm in you know zero degree temperatures uh, overnight, and then uh, you know for the next few days till you get more help. It, it, all of this is is just of course very overwhelming. Um, so that, that's sort of the issue we're dealing with at the moment.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, Sirhan, I, I can't thank you enough for for joining us this morning and. Uh, you know, I, I can't imagine what you and the community are going through right now. So our thoughts are with you, and uh, I appreciate your time. We'll, perhaps we'll do an update uh, a little Please later in the
1: do, week. We do, and that would be my wish. Thank you so much for this uh, time to speak to you. But uh, if you could just follow up with us in a few days, I think that would be best for everyone as well.
0: Yeah, we will book it for sure. We'll have a chat a little later in the week. Thank you, Sirhan. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye. You too. That is Sirhan Tarkin, who is president of the Turkish-Canadian Cultural Association of Calgary. And as I said, you know, help's on the way. And there's already 25,000 uh, emergency rescue personnel on the ground working that, you know, are based in Turkey. Uh, and you've also got the international efforts are coming. So, but as Sirhan said, that window, you know, you're getting into the critical hours now. And every hour that goes by, the chances of those miraculous recoveries get smaller and smaller and smaller. So, you know, urgency is is the name of the game right now. Um in terms of helping i know a lot of people do want to help chorus is supporting the humanitarian coalition which is a group uh, of 12 canadian aid age aid agencies that have all come together uh, and have done it before in times of other major humanitarian crises uh they they band together it's the humanitarian coalition and if you just put that into your web browser you'll you'll find it um and as he said cash is the most effective way to do this The humanitarian coalition is a way that you can do that. So if you're looking to help, we're waiting to hear if the government will match. Typically, they do with Red Cross, things like that. No announcement from the government yet. But right now, uh, if you're looking to help immediately, humanitarian coalition is a good place to start. We'll get the Syrian side of this situation when we come back.